and welcome to Season 2 of Check Your Beer. My name is Amy Todd, I'm the owner of Zymology Labs, and I help brewers make better beer through analytical testing, consulting, and training. This season, I'm interviewing folks who work in beer quality positions. We'll learn how they got into beer, what their day-to-day looks like, how they grew their quality programs, challenges they faced, advice for brewers looking to start a quality program, the best part of their jobs, and much, much more. I hope this podcast motivates you and gives you ideas about where to start and how you can improve your own quality program. Let's take a listen to our first guest. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Today, I have O'Neill from Steam Whistle in Toronto, Ontario. And so, yeah, welcome, O'Neill. Why don't you start by telling us a little bit about your, your background and how you got into the beer industry? Thanks, Amy. Happy to be here. I started working at Steam Whistle like five years ago, around that. And uh, my start isn't the most traditional. I finished school with a bio, uh, biological science degree, and I didn't really know what to do after that. And then I saw a lab technician job, and I have the skills to do all that. Obviously, I'm not an expert in beer, but I definitely worked in a lab before, so I applied, and yeah, that's I've been here ever since. Cool. Yeah, I know a couple of people who have gone right from uh, right from college into the lab. Honestly, mm-hmm. I think some of the most difficult things in the beer lab are just being able to like pipette and like pour liquids and right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it those little cool. little things. Yeah. So, all right. So let's see. You just already answered my second question. So, uh, was the lab already there when you started, or did you make any changes or add anything to it? Or it was already there, but it was pretty. I guess bare bones. Mm-hmm. Um, we, uh, when I first got there, we weren't doing a lot of the things that we're doing now. Mm-hmm. So now I, we started doing. Um, we got a GC, which is huge, okay. yep. which is massive. So we test out our um, isoamyl and VDK values. Mm-hmm. We also have a real time PCR machine now, which is above and beyond what, yeah. what I was expecting in this industry. But yeah, so those are the two main things. I, I change other small things like different media, mm-hmm. small things like that, you know? Right, yeah, and, and just for the listeners to get a little sense of size, since you got the GC and stuff, we uh, were talking earlier, it's 80 to 90 hectoliters. So we did a, a quick Google search here, and a hectoliter is about 0.85 US barrels. So so we're thinking maybe in the the 70 75,000 barrel range oh, there. Range, yeah. Yeah. Um what type of media are you using? It's a good question. We use uh I always like asking or answering that question because I feel like there's so many media's yeah. out there and that you can I pretty much get curious. You want. So <laughs> whatever's curated to how you run your lab, but we use a lot of Wallerstein mm-hmm. differential and just the regular one. We use HLP what else do we use? LCSM. Mm-hmm. We like to have the general media UBA. I feel like that's good for just plating mm-hmm. anything. Um, we have some nutrient agar too. We do have a nutrient broth too. We can put in tubes. I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I think mm-hmm. that's all we do for media. And what type of beers do you usually make? Is it a range or? Yeah, we're mostly known for our Pilsner. Yep. So for 25 years, we been making just pilsner and we recently i guess two years ago recently switched to making a pale ale and then we started making like a lighter session lager so mm-hmm. that's pretty new but mostly our expertise is um pilsner yeah. did you have to do anything with that transition 
anything differently with your yeast going from kind of one yeast strain to that was the thing like we tried to bring in an ale yeast was the first time that's ever done mm-hmm. so everyone was so afraid so yeah. <laughs> that's kind of why we got uh the different media to mm-hmm. differentiate between the ale yeast and the lager yeast because we were just so used to seeing lager yeast so yeah. i didn't even know how it grew on plates so we did a lot of trials there but yeah that's that's pretty much it you said that you when you started you didn't really know too much about brewing what was that kind of learning process like did you just kind of you know hands-on stuff were there any resources that you looked to for kind of getting more into the brewing side of things to be honest it's pretty overwhelming because i was coming into it i knew there's yeast yep. but i just thought like you know they just put it in a in a tank and that's it mm-hmm. i didn't know like filtration i didn't know all of that stuff so um what helped a lot specifically for the lab was the asbc i pretty much read through most of those methods yep. i know we don't do a lot of the methods in there but it gave me a good basis and background for uh knowing a lot about the beer and honestly um just the co-workers i work with mm-hmm. a lot of the brewers they've been doing it for a while so i'd pick their brains on certain topics so it was definitely a steep learning curve i'm still learning right now but um yeah that that's pretty much how i started to like get into it so mm-hmm. it's been a pretty fun ride yeah it's one of the fun things about beers there's always so much to learn yeah like i didn't I was a novice, okay? I'll be honest with you. I didn't know what a sour beer was. I didn't know lager ales, like different yeast strands. I didn't know that was a thing. So, yeah, I definitely learned a lot. Why don't you tell us about some of your day-to-day tasks in the lab? So, day-to-day, I you okay. We run VDKs daily. So, we track those um, and we... You know, check the BDK levels before we uh, crash cool it. So those tanks are definitely monitored, well, mostly for our ale yeast. Uh, checking micro, that's probably the first thing I do in the morning. So all the plates and tubes that were incubated, I check those in the morning, upload that to our um, our LIM system and our Excel files that we have. Um, in terms of daily, collecting samples, going through the brewery, fermenting, uh, fermenter samples, aging tanks. Uh, what else do we do? PCR. We perform that daily on our uh, package product. Mm-hmm. So we make sure every beer, can, keg is all tested for PCR. Um, we do daily taste panels as well. So we mostly test the previous day's beer and then line checks. It's definitely a daily task. We have our CO2 and DO meter. So we get out there. We want to go every hour. And yeah, we just check to make sure everything's running fine. Is it just you in the lab? Do you There's have... two other people in the lab okay. with me. I was going to say, that sounds like a lot of stuff for well, yeah, you to be doing. Yeah, definitely okay. a lot. Yeah, Good. so <laughs> we kind of share the work there. Yeah. Uh, so you mentioned your limb system. What other kind of reporting do you do? Is it mostly kind of internal stuff or do you send out any reports to other people in the brewery? Yeah, it's mostly, it's mostly internal. Um, we do send like a quarterly kind of update summary where we just put it into nice looking charts. So shareholders and other people in the brewery that are, that don't know specifically everything about quality, but they can see the bigger picture and the graphs. We make it digestible for Mm -hmm. other people. So, you know, red is bad and green is good. Right. Right, So we do that. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much how that goes. What do you do if you find something that's out of spec? Oh, that's my favorite part. So, (laughs) 
RCA, root cause analysis for sure. We just try to figure out how this happened because it can happen at any stage because mm -hmm. we test it throughout different stages from fermenter to in the can. So I say RCA, that's, that's what I do the most. So I'm not the most knowledgeable, like I told you. Mm -hmm. So I like to, depending on what stage it is, like if something happened in the BBT, I'll talk to filtration and see, hey, did anything weird happen? Uh, that uh, where your pressure gauge is fine. Like, I don't know how everything was flowing through the system. Or fermenters, hey, is the temperature cooling the, the correct, in the correct way? There's a lot of factors that we have to look at. So I, the one thing I learned, it's never just one easy answer. Mm, right. I wish it was, but there's always a nice investigation yeah. that gets a lot of different departments involved. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't be fun if it was easy, right? Exactly. Well, we wouldn't even be here if it was everything perfect, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's your favorite thing about working in the lab? My favorite thing? Besides I the like, RCAs? <laughs> I was going to say, I like <laughs> RCAs. I like puzzles. I like trying to figure out what happened. Uh, that's an easy answer, though. But I also like the community feeling I have in the lab. If we have issues, sometimes we get I get opinions from other um, brewery laboratories, talk to some other technicians, see if they encountered a problem mm -hmm. or other small things like, hey, have you guys updated your media recently or have you found any other tests that you've added? And people are really uh, open to talking, which I've learned, which is great in this whole industry. Mm -hmm. What's your least favorite part about working in the lab? Um, I'd say telling people bad news. <laughs> Not ideal when mm -hmm. I'm telling a uh, telling a brewer that the tank is filled with lactobacillus mm -hmm. and we got to figure out something to do with that. Yeah, so yeah. I, I say delivering bad news is the worst. I've mm -hmm. learned to, to do it obviously, yeah. but it's still my least favorite thing for mm -hmm. sure. And if only they understood how much you're saving them by telling them now versus I, when the beer is already out there. Because when we're silent, it's amazing. Right. But once we start <laughs> talking to people, it's like, Oh man, it's that we only bring issues. Mm -hmm. So what are some, so are you, I mean, you've said that you've kind of learned a lot throughout the job. Do you have anything that kind of sticks out, something that you've learned throughout your time there? To be honest, using the GC, I had a lot of background knowledge in university, mostly mm -hmm. theoretical. I had a little, I played with it a little bit, but not never just like, here it is and you do it. And yeah. it's a very simple yet complicated machine. Easy to run, put in samples, but troubleshooting that thing, I've learned a lot with that thing. Mm -hmm. Talking to the guys at Perkin Elmer, mm -hmm. learned a lot from them too. So I, I wasn't really expecting to do that, especially with my biological background. Not as much chemistry, but yeah, that, it's, it's fun learning that. I remember I used to, uh, I worked for an environmental lab before I got into beer and ran a GC and, and they had like a whole warehouse of mm -hmm. pieces you know so for troubleshooting like you could just go back and you know they would That's once something. you would like you know scan it and then they would get like charged from you know but yeah they were big enough that they had like whatever we needed at our disposal i was like how do people like run a gc without like exactly all of this like, stuff right here all the tools that you need yeah. exactly yeah and that was also like you know my methods were already set up for me i just you know just ran, ran it, yeah. some curves and entered the data. And, oh yeah. Yeah. What are some of your biggest challenges in the lab? Right now, as we're expanding and doing more beers, um, it's space. We realized mm -hmm. we had the space set up 
for like our, the capacity we needed or we had. And we didn't really think too much about getting all these new instruments. So it's not really much of a challenge, but yeah, it, it's kind of difficult figuring out how to workflow, especially with three of us in there. Mm-hmm. So that that's, we've been making small adjustments and still working on things. We might knock down a wall and extend the lab. So yeah, that's probably the biggest challenge I'm facing right now in the, in the lab. So what are some future plans for the lab besides uh, knocking down walls? Are you, is there more equipment coming or are you kind of in that phase right now? We're, we're looking, oh, speaking of the GC again, we're looking at testing uh, more compounds. Mm-hmm. So we want to add acetaldehyde into there and DMS, which it's not, we need like a guy with a PhD to come in and create that, um, that method so that we can run. So I think uh, in 2022, we're actually going to try to get those two compounds up and running and knowing more about your beers better, right? Mm-hmm. Well, just having more knowledge about what state, like, the values of some of these compounds at specific stages is just great to make a more consistent product. And that that's what we're here for, to make sure our beer tastes the exact same every time. Yeah. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit more about your sensory program? So you said you do daily sensory. Yeah. So we do daily sensory, but mostly the package stuff mm-hmm. and the beer that we plan on filtering. Mm-hmm. So we call it tanks for filtration. So we, we, um, we do that. Um, we also have a shelf life. We don't do it as often. So mm-hmm. I think it's bi-weekly. We grab out some samples that were warm stored, cold stored, um, uh, put in like not freezing temperature, but very cold. Mm-hmm. And we check the turbidity of those and we taste them. And yeah, we just kind of compare and contrast. In terms of software, we don't really have any software yet. We're still working on that, so mm-hmm. we just have Excel files and things like that, so we, we track every taster. We also do training, too, mm-hmm. off flavors. The key thing is, too, I want it to be more than just a QA lab doing the tasting and things. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to get every department, marketing, you know, accounting. I yeah. want everyone in there because n- everyone tastes differently. Mm-hmm. And just because we're tasting the beer all the time doesn't mean that we're better tasters, right? right? So I like getting other people's um, opinions on, on things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty much sums up. What do you use taste. for training? For like uh, off-flavor? some Aroxa. Yeah. I forget what it's called. Yeah, we get those mm-hmm. uh, pills. So yeah. we do that. We do triangle tests um, and like um, forget what it's called when you're just doing the varying uh, amounts uh, in terms of concentration. Mm-hmm. I forget what I it's called. I know what you mean, but, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, So we do that. So we test to see our panelists to see how good they can detect it or if they can't detect anything mm-hmm. at all. So we do we do that training monthly for sure. Yeah. I one time mixed up a, an Aroxa tablet. I thought it was a, an oxidation one, a, a papery, yeah. like a pink and white one. But it was actually like pink and red, so it was like the Belgian one, the phenolic. And so oh, I was yeah, like yeah, yeah. trying to tell everyone that it was oxidation. And then they're like, mm, I don't know, it smells kind of like cloves. And I think you're wrong. <laughs> That's hilarious. So, yeah. Uh, it's always... never fun doing the uh, butyric acid or mm, those ones yep. where it's like, ah, even in small amounts, it's just not the most pleasant thing. Mm-hmm. But hey, it can happen to our beer, so we got to know what right. it is and yeah. how to uh, fix it, right? Yeah. 
be happy it's just in your uh, your lab sample and not <laughs> exactly in your not can. in a <laughs> 400 hectoliter tank yeah what are some so you mentioned the ASPC already do you have any other resources that you like to turn to um I do monthly I do a nice beer journal article um Google search mm -hmm. so like that Google Scholar so I check um, pretty recently so in all the years so like I go 2018 2019 2020 and I just try to find some articles that are relevant to me so in the lab and mm -hmm. dealing with beer I learned a lot of random things like that like how the size of the bubbles of in carbonation affects the your perceived um flavors on mm -hmm. it so that that was pretty cool I didn't yeah, know that was a thing uh yeah yeah that's kind of where yeah. What do you, ha do you in Canada have um, any kind of like brewing associations there or? Yeah, we're part of the, it's Ontario Craft Brewers Association. So yeah. And then I think Steamless was also part of the MBAA, Masters Brewers Association. Yep. Yeah. That's a good one. All right. Is there anything that you wish that other brewers knew about quality control? How easy it is to start a lot of guys just don't do anything and i feel like there's no excuse to have no quality assurance even if you're not a scientist or right. your background's not really in scientists you can do some hlp tubes you can do like some minor plating um certain things like that you, you can do yourself and at least you can start growing that way no one's ex expecting you to just buy the, this uh these expensive equipment right so it's I think that's what it would be. Just start small and it's still, you can get a lot of information from something that's pretty affordable. Well, my next question was, uh, any one piece of advice for someone starting out a lab. So I don't I, know yeah, if that's your advice. Hand, right? <laughs> yeah. Definitely hand in hand, start up small and then grow it as your business grows. Mm -hmm. All right. What's your favorite part about working for a steam whistle? It's going to sound cliche, but the culture, mm -hmm. Like we have like a nice staff patio, we get a certain allotment of beer. So obviously free beer is great. Mm -hmm. We get a certain allot allotment of uh, merch. So in wintertime we get vests and sweaters, summertime we get t-shirts, v-necks, things like that. So that's pretty cool. We have, we have these parties and like events, mm -hmm. not as much anymore because right. of COVID obviously, but before we had... A lot of events so it kind of brings the team together and you you definitely learn a lot more about people when you're hanging out just having a beer not mm -hmm. really talking about anything work related yeah all right do you have anything else that you want to add that's all of my questions i think uh i think that's good I think mm -hmm. we're, we're good there okay right, well where can people learn more about you or steam whistle so me specifically um i know my name will be in the podcast link uh you can just search me up on LinkedIn if you ever want to talk quality. I'm always down to talk quality for sure. Um, and Steam Whistle, you can just Google them. They're everywhere. Instagram, Facebook, they're, they're all over. Cool. All right. Thanks so much. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you're looking for more quality tips, check out Season 1 of Check Your Beer, where I'm joined by Julie Smith of Lawson's Finest Liquids. Also check out zymologylabs.com for more resources and blog posts.